2: Hey, I'm Courtney. I'm Allison. We're Courtney and Allison of the Double X-Files. Yeah. Hey, Allison. Yeah. Didn't you like that Supernatural episode
1: we just watched? It was a pretty good Supernatural episode. Because it
2: definitely wasn't an X-Files episode. Nope. Because I enjoyed it. (laughs) Burn. (laughs) No. We're giving the X-Files a hard time, but that's our job, right? That's what we do. That's our thing. That's why you listen to we're this. We're fucking ball busters. Yeah, we're like, sorry, Chris Carter, you're not gonna win us over that easily with that sweet alien. But sorry, David Duchovny, but you're the worst. <laughs> Jillian Anderson, yeah, I, we we like her. We like her a lot. Um, we just watched Mulder and Scully meet the Wear Monster, uh, yes. and I understand the episode title now.
1: Yeah, it was actually like hard to tell what was gonna happen. Yeah, it was. Um, but now I I. No, I understand. now I understand why they called it that, yeah,
2: why don't you read the uh description and we'll go from there
1: okay, Revival, revivals technically season ten episode three entitled Mulder and Skelly Meet the Weremonster. Monster." Mulder questions his faith in the unexplained he attempts to gather proof of the existence of the new creature he and Skelly investigate before jumping to conclusions. <laughs>
2: yeah, give me a guess uh, yeah, 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 I don't know, I don't know, um, this is the episode. From, like, when the titles came out, this is the episode we were very excited for. Yeah. Uh, this is the episode I was very excited for because when the revival started um, and the reviews were coming out, they're like, well, episode one is yeah episode two is fifty-fifty, nah, 50-50, episode three is very good. And... I agree. Like, I had fun with it. Uh-huh. There were some pro- big problematic things. Very
1: problematic Huge things. problematic Oh, things. boy. We'll
2: go through those. Um, I enjoyed it, but you're, I mean, when we finished, you looked at me like, well, that wasn't The X-Files. No, it was not an episode of The X-Files. It,
1: it, and, yeah. I mean, I had fun. I had fun. I like Reese Darby. I like Camille Nanjiani. Yeah. I like...
2: I like a lot things about it, yeah. I like Mulder being a doofus and questioning his whole,
1: like, belief system. I think that was good. I feel like, well, but then I have, again, issues with how it fits into the, like, miniseries as a whole. That is weird. Um, Going so, episode two was very, very dark. Yeah.
2: And then going to this episode. Going to light. Was, like, whiplash. Oh, 100% whiplash. And then I feel like the next episode's gonna be, um, I don't know. You know what, the more I think about it, the more is like if you are gonna do a six season, or six season, episode six season. episode thing, it is weird that you are gonna have this episode that sticks out like sore thumb. If this was not a twenty three episode season, I yeah. would appreciate then it. Then you put it
1: in your front half. It's like a fun romp. People remember it, and that I mean, I know that's why they did it is because there are so many of those episodes in the X Files history. Really? Yeah, there are oh, a lot good, of good. fun sort of monstery episodes, and that that's what yeah. this is a play on. But they just went to such a such a strange place. But I like that place. Yeah, but that's, like, it's so far from what that show actually is to me. Yeah.
2: No, I I enjoyed that place. I giggled and laughed the entire time. And I almost was left wishing, I wish this is the place. Yeah, like, I would watch an entire season of this show. I would. I would have, for sure. Um, but it... But, uh, of course, we don't know. I mean, maybe in the other seasons, like season 9 or season 8 or season whatever, whatever, maybe there's a lot
1: of these. Maybe
2: this is a very X-Files thing.
1: Yeah, but I don't think those episodes are, like, satirical to the point that this was. Oh, it was really. They're, like, actually doing a farce on themselves.
2: Maybe. I don't know. We don't
1: know. Tell us if there is email us yeah let me know if i'm correct in my assumption that this episode is just jerking off the entire x-files <laughs> fan base <laughs> i'm okay with that i got a
2: little happy i i was i was excited anyway we'll go on um we got a really big uh, personal x-files bit so we're gonna just really quickly go through this um
1: uh we start on two stoners in a forest going to
2: valhalla uh
1: one of whom is canadian hero tyler labine from breaker high Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, how yeah. you knew who. Yeah, was. Ryan Gosling's partner in crime from Breaker High. Aww. Uh and they are huffing some very metallic uh, substances. I live, I die, I live again. Yep. Um, and yeah.
2: and that sets up for this being the the vision of the show being um not reliable. Yeah. Right. So you don't know, and I and I uh the, the whole the whole episode was non-reliable the narrator was not very reliable and and until the end you still were kind of guessing of of what was happening
1: no i mean i feel like i pretty much knew what was happening did you get the flip though yeah
2: yeah yeah oh well you're smarter than i am (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. i'm a believer man and i'm a skeptic i just went along for the ride so they see what they think is a, a, and we see a lizard person. Yeah.
1: And oh, I want to uh, give a shout out right now and say that that when the lizard bo- uh, person is in full body lizard, yeah, um, makeup, lizard yeah. face, if you will, uh, <laughs> that's actually played can, by can Ryan Beale. That?
2: Who's Ryan Beale? Ryan
1: Beale is a local improv actor who teaches improv at Blind Tiger. Oh my god, you were telling me about that. Yeah, that's cool. He was the lizard person. Yeah. He's wow. super great and did an awesome job and good work. Yeah, he was cute. Yeah. He's a little, like, how he, like, flailed as the lizard person was yeah. adorable. I
2: enjoyed that. Some great character acting. Good job, lizard person, Ryan Bill. Um, Okay, so... We go from this, there's an attack, there's people dead, there's a lizard person, there's people who are having paint, and then we go to Mulder um, in his office with, with files everywhere. He's very discouraged because he says, since we've been gone, everything has been solved.
1: Yeah, which again, this is like what confuses me is because this is like obviously a very funny episode, but it involves things that affect the rest of the miniseries. Which means, I, you know what, and, and I
2: say... I can see how it kind of connects to the first episode but
1: like the first episode was him saying nothing that i've ever believed in is real so then then then, we have an episode where there is a were monster yeah well maybe that's just making him happy i'm confused about what ultimately the message of the season is i don't think there's a message i
2: think they've muddied their theme yeah i don't think there is an overlying theme. Um, and I told you we're trying to look at I'm going to try to look at it episode per episode because I don't think there's a connection
1: I, that upsets me as a concept overall. OK, I like the fact that he's like,
2: oh, you know, all these fire files are solved. Uh, look at this Death Valley racetrack. Yeah. And I, I um, uh, we've been through there. Um, where the, every night the, um, ice, or the ice, the rocks move and they're very, very huge, heavy boulders. Oh and yeah. For a long time, people didn't know how it happened until some scientists came and figured out that it actually froze overnight. So the boulders move via wind over ice. Oh yeah. Um, but people thought it was like aliens moving these giant boulders. And then Mulder says like, you know, I, you know, when I was young and stupid, I thought it was a bull bo- or rock monster. moving. That- <laughs> And that was that was cute. I thought that was really funny, and all the pictures he was bringing, like the armadillo man. And I thought that was adorable that he was. And I like the concept of Mulder, like he's gone through so much, and him saying, you know, science has explained a lot of this. Yeah, and he mentioned, you know, Bigfoot, Mothman. There's no proof. Like I'm basically an I'm an idiot. I'm rethinking what it is to do my job.
1: And I did like the theme that he's like this middle-aged man now, which, yes, we can see that. Yeah. Um. And, you know, everything, his whole perspective is different. Yeah. Because he's older. It's a young man's game. Monster hunting is a young man's it game. It is, yeah.
2: And I like how Scully says, I know you're going through a questioning phase right now. <laughs> And you know what? I mean, I'm everyone goes through that phase of, like, is your career the career for you? Oh,
1: yeah, absolutely. And I
2: kind of felt like I'm going through that right now. Everyone's <laughs> going through that, right? And it's like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I doing any good? Did I waste my time? Um, They are hunting. Well, so Scully gets this, like, file of this lizard person. Yeah. And Mulder's, like, you know, being the skeptic of... Okay, you've got two witnesses. They're high on paint fumes. You got this drawing of a lizard person, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, you got some dead people, uh, but it looks like it's human bites. So you know, it's
1: kind of fun. They have a bit of a role reversal, Mulder yeah, and Scully.
2: Yeah, and and Mulder's lines. He is sassafrassy. Yeah, like he, is, he is
1: spicy tater tot. He is spicy full tater tot. Tater 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 yeah,
2: tater I like that. Um, but this is, goes into our first big issue. Where the writers are trying to be hip and today and smart. Yeah. But it comes off as abusive. Yes. Uh, why, don't you, why don't you explain? Um, so the the lizard person, uh, we get lizard vision. And we see a, a woman trying to, uh, obviously a sex worker trying to talk someone into her business. Um, and the lizard person goes towards her and she hits her with, uh, hits him with the purse. Yeah. Uh, and then and then the writing afterwards.
1: Uh it's pretty offensive. It, it really is. So we have a character here who is just like a complete caricature I of a I would trans say. Person. Yeah, she's um she's transgender, she's a pretty I would say it's pretty clear that she's intended to be a sex worker. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah and mean, then she's also um a person of color which they really yeah. kind of play up in a gross way. Yeah. uh, Because through the interaction, like, it just makes her out to be, like, crazy and actually on crack. Yeah, and that's what she says. Her She says, of course I'm on crack. And
2: it's like, and she goes, oh, they're... The fact, I, again, I maybe this is the writers trying to be... They're very old and out of touch and they're trying to be hip and smart. I don't know. Yeah, because... But, but they made her say, you know, to point out that she's transgender.
1: Yeah, like, it has to be clarified for the audience which and it's is a gross. joke yeah yeah like, it is played as a joke she says
2: oh i used to wear tighty whities and that's played off as a joke and 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 you, you're right like that was very tasteless and the fact that they bring that back
1: yeah um, well i mean if it had just been that first encounter i think you could play it off uh as being you know oh making they wanted fun of the trope yeah making fun of the trope or yeah you could you could say well that's just one little thing and you know it's problematic and we're going to discuss that it's problematic but overall the episode but then they bring it back but then they and bring we'll... it back in a pretty upsetting in a way Pretty upsetting
2: way and, and and i will relate that that this that part of the episode was quite uh gross and the writers were off on that
1: yeah um
2: way off base um there were parts of this episode, though, that I did enjoy. Yeah, um, there were enjoyable parts. For bites. instance, the next bit where oh, M- Mulder Sorry, I touched your foot. Oh, we I touched, touched in- your foot
1: with my foot. Oh, hello.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I went back for seconds. Um, <laughs> okay, this next part I enjoyed. Um, Mulder, this is... He's almost found out how to use a oh smartphone. Oh, my God. This part was genuinely funny. It was funny. cute. Yeah. It was cute. And I actually said, oh, my God. O- okay. Mark this down. Revival season ten, episode three. <laughs> Courtney said, and I quote, Oh my god, Mulder is adorable. Yeah, you did say that. I heard it with my very own ears. And I said it over and over and over again. He's adorable. He was my dad, guys. Like my dad when he first got his smartphone. And he was like, he has this photo app and his his just the constant pictures being taken. He's like, I gotta get a picture of this thing. Um so it's like basically my dad. <laughs> uh, and we also meet um, the... We also meet the um, the animal worker. Oh, Camille's character? Yeah, Camille's. Yeah. Did you get his name? No. No, I guess he didn't have a name.
1: The animal control worker. He was cute, too. Played by Camille Nanjiani. Very funny. Yeah. You- um, <laughs> my favorite part, I think, with him is where he... They find him in the sort of marsh area And then they're talking to him, and he's like, I don't know what's going on, and I hate my job and stuff. And then he just kind of runs away. (laughs) He just, he hears the noise. He hears the noise, and he just kind of runs runs off. And
2: that's a very, like, this episode There's full of that. Yeah, just, like, frolicking off. (laughs) It's full of frolicking (laughs) off. It was really cute. Um... So, they encounter the were-monster, the lizard person, um, Mm -hmm. and (laughs) Mulder is going crazy. His phone's going crazy. Yeah. And then the lizard person, quote-unquote, attacks him and Camille, and... Camille has a net, and it seems like the monster went through the net. I was
1: laughing at that, just like what is this fucking showtime at the Apollo? This <laughs> giant fucking net. It was so. It was very like Bugs Bunny. ass. it was so silly. It was
2: really silly, and I like that. I like yeah. the phone. I like this, and 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 I thought that was. That's why I think I wrote. Oh my God! This is an episode of Scooby Doo. Yeah.
1: Again, I would watch this show. I
2: would watch this show too because it's making fun of all the tropes that maybe x-files and other shows like supernatural and even like ghost hunter and monster hunter shows set up um it was very smart on that half on other things not so smart
1: um Uh, one thing i do want to say about this sequence where they're kind of in this at this truck stop at night and there's all these marshes is the colors were great yeah, you kept saying that. I love really the colors, like the dark blue of the sky, and then the kind of dark green and, um, and the red of the neon and the. Yeah, you know. just like it was really uh, visually attractive. And the
2: music was really goofy and cute. It too. was very goofy and cute. Um, and it almost reminded me of Avon Costello. The oh, music. really? Yeah. Uh, like Abbott Costello meets Frankenstein. Nice. Like, Do It was very very similar, um, <laughs> and it almost got that kind of Mulder is very bumbling in this episode. Yeah. And it almost set up for kind of like an Abbott and Costello thing where you know we've got Scully the straight man, and then Mulder is the doofus. Yeah.
1: So I like
2: that. I like no, that. No, it's as- a,
1: it's a nice vibe. Um. Uh.
2: We meet Reese Darby during this bit as well, I believe. Yep. And we meet him in the toilet. He's in a porta potty. And uh, Mulder takes a picture of him. Yeah. Um, he's adorable. I love him. He's amazing. I love his costume. Um, while the next bit is um, Scully performing an autopsy on one of the dead bodies that mm-hmm. they found. And while she's doing that, Mulder is just like. Putting his phone in front of her, just like, hey, look at this. You got to look at this. Check this out. I Googled this. Check out this.
1: I love the little video he took of him screaming while it sprays blood on oh, him. It because it looks so like cute. like 100% that's a meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It's like, and she even says, Mulder, the internet's not good for you. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's not, and for him, he's almost like very gleeful. Like, oh my God, you have a question and I can just Google it. Yeah. Okay, Google, blah, 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 lizard blood coming out of the eyes. Like, here's a thing. That's a thing. It was really cool. Um, I like that he said the lizard shoots
1: blood from out its eyes. From out its eyes, Yes.
2: Well, it's almost like he's very awkward with it, too. <laughs> yeah, he's super awkward. Um, We also have that Scully is enjoying herself.
1: Yeah, she says, I forgot how much fun these cases could be in a way that tempts... Like, you just feel like she's almost asking, am I right, audience? <laughs> yeah. It's so much fun. Right, audience? We're right, having so, so much, much fun. fun. As she...
2: <laughs> Skelly, a person has died. Yeah.
1: Skelly, you are working on an autopsy. <laughs> yeah. So, calm down. Um, yeah, that is kind of self-referential.
2: but yeah. But, uh, I can appreciate it. Um,
1: we go now to the motel. <sighs> this was...
2: This is some business. <laughs> I will say it was kind of over the top, but in a good way.
1: This is where I realized, like, oh, this is what they're going for, and, and this
2: this is way over the top. Yeah, like beyond beyond, almost to the point of me making it to be uncomfortable. Now, if they explored this kind of setting for longer and let it set in about how crazy it was, I would have been it would have been easier to kind of take hold of. But it happened very fast. It a, happened very fast, and. B, Mulder was okay with everything, which was kind of That weird. was
1: super weird.
2: So, anyway, you have, you meet, uh, they're in a hotel. They're in, like, the Twin Peaks hotel, Yeah, basically. the Actually, there's birds everywhere, so it's the Bates Motel. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, Mulder hears screaming, so he gets up, and he goes to the front desk, and here we have stereotypical, crazy drunk, uh, friend of desk Guy, yeah. number one. You can't even kind of understand what he's saying. Very, very character acting. Very, very trope. Um, and he's, he's 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 he has a injury, so he puts rubbing alcohol on his face, but he's also drinking it. Constantly. Yeah, he's just drinking the rubbing alcohol, which is so ugh, it's so over the top, but it's not smart over the top. Yeah. So I didn't really appreciate that. But then Mulder also um explores the world of peepholes
1: yeah he finds a full head glory hole <laughs> or as you called them full head glory holes. In the, i th- i like to think that this the full head glory hole is like a not all men movement where it's like <laughs> men are like tired of having to be the one that has to stick something through a glory hole <laughs> they're like it's so much work and it chafes so what we're gonna do is we're gonna make a glory hole like big enough for someone's head and they can stick their face in and then receive the dick and receive the dick that way
2: (laughs) so we don't have to put the dick through the hole
1: no i'm tired of putting my dick through holes why is it always me that has to do that (laughs) why won't the woman reciprocate she can put her head through a hole
2: (laughs) (laughs) the head was too high though You'd ha- how it has you- to stand on a ladder? Oh, okay, a yeah. very very tall ladder.
1: So at least they were being nice in that way she doesn't have to kneel.
2: Yeah, that's Which can thing. be hard
1: on the knees if yeah. you're if you don't bring knee pads to a glory hole, it could be quite difficult. Mhm. Uh and you can end up with some joint we, pain.
2: We learned this on our road trip last summer, didn't we? We did. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay. Again, I could say that this was cute. Uh but mm. I think more it was, distressing. It was over the top. I mean, Mulder... Okay, it reminded me a lot of... Um... Uh, what's the movie with Johnny Depp where he's crazy high and in Las Vegas?
1: Oh, Fear and Loathing.
2: Yeah, you know that... It
1: was so much like that. It was very Fear
2: and Loathing. Oh my god. Like, to the point of it being disturbing. I didn't even think about
1: that. Do you think that was
2: a, like, referential?
1: I don't know. Because it's even,
2: like, when he takes the eyes out and he's peeping through, that's a very Fear and Loathing shot. And, like, the
1: pacing was... And the porn. Yeah. Fuh. (laughs) (laughs) He just blew this case wide fucking open.
2: And, and kind of the very um, eccentric old guy, too. Like, it was very... He was talking in a way that was very quick and fast, and, and, like, you couldn't follow everything. And and Mulder was so nonchalant about it. It's like, oh, my God, this is very... Anyway. Yeah. That's what I thought. Uh, some of the weird things was when Mulder takes... So all these glory holes go out to, like, a taxidermy head. So he takes the eyeballs out and he peeps through. First thing he peeps at is Scully. Yeah. But then we also are shown that um, Mr. Front Desk Man does some peeping too mm-hmm. and saw Mulder in uh, what his pajamas.
1: A bright red banana hammock. I saw Curve. You saw, I saw a curve it was hard not to see curve
2: it I couldn't say you know you know guess either way on the circumcision thing which no. I am thankful for it was not that clear but I saw I saw a full curve oh yeah there was a dick in there i we <laughs> don't want to think about that <laughs> do you think that's self-ref like we're not getting that reference maybe you think oh I wonder if it's a reference to the Simpsons. What you mean? Do you remember? Oh that? my god! <laughs> Do you think so? Like when he he's like his FBI badge. Yeah, and he flips has out and it's him like laying. Oh. The, he's, wearing he's wearing a red thong. He's wearing a red thong in that. Yeah. Do you think so? Maybe. I oh, don't know. that delights me. <laughs> Tell us, guys, tell us where the red thong comes from. Yeah,
1: tell us if you think it's a... Can you
2: um, specifically send pictures of Mulder in the red thong to Allison? No! She's going to appreciate it a lot. Oh, God, I'm going (laughs) to
1: burn my email down. (laughs) Can you do that? You would find out if you could. I would find a way.
2: Anyway, so Red Speedo, peeping on Scully. um, And then this is where the big monologue comes.
1: Yeah. Gotta uh, have a monologue
2: in the revival, man. We're all oh about monologue, guys. This was a doozy. It was kind of cute. He's like, Scully doesn't say anything, and he's... He's just, like, talking, like, jumping. Being older. Yeah,
1: jumping ahead but of, also I being know Scully. what you're gonna say. You're uh, gonna say this.
2: <laughs> but my big thing was, within this monologue, he didn't say, Oh, yeah, and Scully, people been peeping on you.
1: Yeah, he didn't say a goddamn thing. He just but said, We have to leave this hotel. Yeah, we have to leave this hotel. That's it. Um, and also, he just said he was not going to press charges against the motel manager. Yeah, he's like, Which I'm he okay. found Very upsetting. He's like, yeah, I guess this is to be expected. But
2: I don't know. Yeah, very. The whole thing is very weird and upsetting. But the other upsetting thing is, okay, writers, let Scully
1: say shit. Let Scully say shit. <sighs> bat what? Bat crap, crap. crazy. Bat... Hashtag let Scully say shit. <laughs>
2: That disturbed me more than a lot of things in this That whole peephole episode, like, this, this, like, let her say crap. Just let her say shit. That crap crazy. Come on, Fox. Let her, let her say, come on, Let's yeah. Skelly say shit. You, I mean, fucking, don't, don't they have Hannibal? Yeah. Like, uh, they fucking skin people alive, and they set them out, like, on a lovely buffet. You can't say what? shit can't say shit? Come on. Hmm. I don't know. And then, and then she also agrees with us. She says, "Oh, this is how I like my molder. spicy, spicy tater top molder. That is what she says. That's how we like our molder too. And as I did say, he is adorable. <laughs> this is the episode. Yikes. Uh, we go from one caricature. We're going. Ooh, yeah, we're going real quick, but that's okay because we got lots of personal X file stuff. Um, we go from one caricature to another. This
1: scene really bothered me. It did. Yeah. It did.
2: And. We went from the kind of madness of the hotel to this, and it it was playing off as, and this is where it really stuck out to me, like your problem too, where this isn't this is an episode of the X Files, mm-hmm. but you have this doctor character who is just too much, yeah, and what does he do with the
1: drug what does he say he says something he says um i he like he seems psychotic so i gave him this clonazepam to like help him but i don't think it's gonna work because he's too fucking crazy for that yeah and that's one of my pet peeves is like mental health professionals represented in tv and film who like perpetuate sort of our society's like myths about I mean, it's the same... About the mental
2: health system. It's it's the same treatment of of a trans character as well. Yeah,
1: so those, like, those two things just really not bringing anything new to the table but perpetuating, like, common shitty views. No,
2: that bugged me too. I didn't like that. And it was, he was being, he was almost as silly as the landlord.
1: Yeah, like, so flippant and... And the accent. And, yeah, in, like, a funny episode, I get that they wanted him to be a comical character, but... Man, they just don't get that shit, like, affects people, even if it's and a it's, joke. And it's
2: not the 90s anymore. Yeah. It's not the 90s anymore. So, you know, I feel like they're trying to show that it's not the 90s anymore. But, again, they're still stuck with all these tropes. Yeah. Um, so they're not, not moving on. No. um, uh, So we go to Scully. She's in the, in a, a phone
1: Yeah, so she goes to the phone store because she sees, she finds out that Reese Darby's working there. Yeah. And Mulder's like, um,
2: you know, I talked to the doctor and blah, blah, blah. I think this is our guy. Yeah. Um, And he says, oh, don't question a suspect by yourself. Mulder does all the time. So bullshit. Um, I also think. but this whole news, uh, oh, she says, oh, Mulder has something to, to tell you about the blood samples. Mm-hmm. And he hangs up. Yep. I just think, A, Mulder doesn't know how to use his phone. And maybe he's, like, playing Angry Birds. <laughs> so he accidentally hangs up. <laughs> oh, or that B. makes sense. I'm pretty sure Mulder probably butt dials. As soon as he gets his cell phone, probably butt dials her, like, ten times a day. Yeah. Because he doesn't know how to lock screen. That's about right. But then what also bugs me, I mean, if we're going to play this as a one, two, three episode series, he knows how to use a cell phone pretty well in the second episode. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he knows to un- how to un- unlock a phone with a finger. And I don't even, I can't even fucking figure that out. Really? Yeah, I have a hard time with it. Well, that's fair. My husband had one and he put my finger on it and I could never do it. So he had to change it. <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, uh, yeah, so that was kind of weird. But again, this, I guess, exists in a whole different universe. Yeah. I don't
1: know. I did like that when Mulder shows up there, yeah. she's like, oh, he just, like, freaked out and ran out the back. And it's like, why didn't you chase him? Scully doesn't care about her job
2: anymore. No, Scully, Scully gives no fucks. I think because she's solved it, she knows that he, that guy's harmless.
1: Yeah, she knows he's not the culprit. Yeah, so, and, but Mulder doesn't want to hear it. Um, uh,. Mm. So they go to the
2: graveyard, and Reese Darby is there, and there is a line, you know, it doesn't make sense, none of this, none of this makes any sense. And it's very, like, there's lines, you know, this is just silly, this is all Reese Darby talking about this. (laughs) And And it is, like, everything is just very, very silly. Yeah. So the whole concept, and I actually, I thought those... Did you get this like from the beginning? did you know this was the way it was gonna be? No, it was as soon
1: as he mentioned that the guy bit him, I was like, oh, yeah. oh, okay, here we are. yeah, that's the I thought that was a really oh, cute thing yeah and also kind of when he was in uh when the manager was recounting what he saw in the room. okay, I kind of yeah. realized yeah, that's yeah. where that was going. yeah, oh yeah, that's right.
2: um. So the concept is, Reese Darby is actually a lizard person. Yeah. But he got bit by a human, so he turns into a human. Yeah. And the life of a human for him is the worst life of all. And I can
1: relate to that. I do like, I like this bit that he's like, like a, a nihilistic wear lizard
2: I like this bit. Like, you know, um, at the end of the day oh, oh, he says, you know, I felt compelled to put on clothes because I was embarrassed that I was naked the first time he transforms into a, a person. Mm-hmm. And and so he's like, um, I got a job. I just walked. I love this. Like, yeah. I walked into the phone store. I knew nothing about nothing. And there's a clip of him, like, talking to a woman about, like, gigabits and... he,
1: he said gigabits of pixel bits oh
2: soda der- he's like i had and the line is i had no idea what i was saying but neither did my customers
1: <laughs> and by the end of the day i was the manager i would just watch like an hour of reese darby bullshitting like oh my God. come on
2: i thought and again i thought that was cute because like no one knows what they're doing in life we're just fucking bullshitting it all that's yeah. what i do I mean, in my history class, I don't even teach history. I don't even know history. I just bullshit it. Well, that's not
1: true. You know history. No. Yep.
2: That Stalin guy, he sure what conquered America. Okay, am I, right? I'm on to you. <laughs> uh, and the food, he had to order a burger and him. Just, yeah. a, just these cute little flippant shots of him doing a
1: human thing. It was fun, but what I was bothered by yeah. was how long this sequence was of him saying how he got to that point
2: you know it is funny because we paused it when it went in like oh they have this like lizard person isn't actually a lizard person yeah we stopped it and i'm like oh my
1: god there's 25 minutes left yeah that was kind of weird to me but also like who read this script and was like here's solid eight solid pages without skelly in it good go to (laughs) camera
2: (laughs) Well, reese darby
1: can hold his own i know but i would have rather seen that exchange between him and skelly yeah i
2: would have too so he gets food and he has porn because that's what humans do um and oh here's your favorite thing at night he turns back into himself yeah and you get your beloved uh seven stage cross dissolve yeah
1: it was a fucking seven stage cross dissolve through different like amounts of makeup of yeah. lizard person makeup, and I was like, "Was this necessary? Did we need a seven stage cross dissolve?" And as I said, this whole episode was a seven stage
2: cross dissolve. It
1: super was. That's very accurate. Um,
2: in terms of makeup, I uh, I gotta take off my jacket. I'm a little hot in your bed, Allison. <laughs>
1: that is what all the ladies say. Hey. Oh,
2: and now I'm rolling over on my tummy. I'm very sorry. I'm close to the mic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this immediately went from sexy to not sexy. <laughs> okay, I'm better now. Um, Now what was I going to say? Uh, uh, Seven stage cross is all. Sta-
2: oh, oh, about the makeup. Yeah. I know this is a goofy episode. The makeup was, uh, the full bodysuit was good. Like, I yeah, like that Yeah, it was idea. really good. Um, If you're going to do a transformation scene. Actually, you know what? Uh, now that I kind of. Pull it apart more. Maybe it's a callback to like the original werewolf movie, like like the were, um wolf. Yeah. Man. Do you think? Yeah, because that's how they did the transformation. It was literally like a seven to ten stage makeup. Yeah. And it was the fade and the fade and the fade. And I mentioned Abba and Costello. That's true. And this is very Abba and Costello. Like, and it's it was weird because they did it in a way where it was very disturbing. Like, yeah, it was Reese Darby was kind of not in the same position the whole time. And that's very, that's very like Wolfman, original Wolfman.
1: That's fair. Yeah. If I'll, I'll take it as an homage. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's take it as an homage. Let's
2: homage it. Okay. Yeah. No, no. I like that because there's, there's better ways to do a transformation. And actually in season one, they did a really cool transformation. And actually, um, our personal X-Files, um, guest, I believe, is talking about that transformation in our interview. About which one? The Shapes transformation. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah I believe so. So stay
2: tuned for that, friends. You're going to enjoy it. Because um, we're going to talk a lot about um, special effects makeup. And, you know, I was thinking there's better ways to do the transformation, but maybe it is just an homage. Let's go. Let's go with that. For that old, yeah. Um Um... We are all, oh, I wrote, we are all lizard men. uh, Darby has a line that I like was, um, how was I going to, oh, he, he wants to quit his job because he's just infuriating, but he says, well, I can't quit my job because how am I going to save for my retirement or pay for my
1: mortgage? And I don't even know what that means.
2: (laughs) I'm like, that's cute. I like that. Yeah, there are a lot
1: of cute little bits dropped in of him not knowing what anything means or not knowing what he's saying. Like all humans. Like all humans. Yeah. Um, I have a mortgage. I don't even know how I
2: pay it. (laughs) I (laughs) know that money comes out of my bank account, but (laughs) I don't know where it goes. Um, uh, he says, then he gets to the strangle and eats his flesh thing. And he talks about, um, the other human who actually bit him. And Mulder's like, oh, strangling and eating flesh. Now we're getting somewhere. (laughs) Um, yeah. Uh, Mulder points out kind of a disturbance thing where he says, well, if you're, if you at night you turn in back into a lizard, well, why weren't you a lizard when I took a picture of you in the toilet? And Reese does, Reese Darby does, well, I don't know how it works. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> it's just really cute, um, really cute kind of things like that. Yeah. Um, but this is our, this is where it gets messy you want to take it the bad part
1: I don't want to get too deep into it no but but it
2: needs to be discussed yeah
1: no I just um the part where Reese Darby is recounting and he kind of comes it comes back to where he met this woman in the truck stop parking lot and Mulder just kind of takes it upon himself to explain the situation Yeah. Um. Says a lot of things that I would prefer. Well, Reese Darby
2: says, "Well, she hit like a man." Oh yeah, that's how it started. And then he says, "Well, she was a man." And and then I guess they're Mm
1: -hmm. trying to play on the joke that Reese Darby doesn't know anything about humanity. Humanity. But having Mulder explain um, transitioning transitioning incorrectly. Yeah, I will add to Reese Darby is just frustrating to listen to because it's like the writers are trying to be smart but they're trying to be smart and funny but they're making jokes at the expense of someone else someone else yeah and and a a a group of people who you
2: that's the last group of people that you want to make fun of in a public forum yeah because that's all they've been taken you know throughout tv and movie history um yeah the fact that we have this quote-unquote transgender joke at the beginning and then we continue that i wish they would have just left it
1: should have been left on the cutting room floor should have never been written because
2: i understand that you're you're making stereotype and tropes of these characters like of the land lord, the hotel owner and the doctor and whatever yeah but, like it's not it's not smart or funny
1: yeah um um I wrote next, how long is this flashback sequence? <laughs> uh, is it? And, and uh, uh, Reese
2: Darby actually says, well, this is just silly. Yeah. This is just silly. I
1: did, one part I did like is that he calls, he says to Mulder Fox, man, you gotta help me. And I was like, Fox? I don't think Mulder even told him his name. And you said <laughs> well, maybe he means like Foxman because he saw him peeping through the fox head at the hotel. And then you corrected me, no,
2: Mulder peeped through the fox head when he was looking at scully well i
1: remembered that because she was sleeping like an angel yeah she was she had she was very lit very well but i thought and then
2: i realized that purposefully they put a fox head up for david Duchovny oh, to peep no. through.
1: no <laughs> i didn't even think about that and yeah, now man. i'm upset <laughs> Fox in the hen
2: house in my room. I'm
1: leaving. No. That's garbage. Uh,
2: as Reese Darby said, this is all just very silly. It's very silly. Um now I'm gonna go to another important part. Yeah. Where Scully calls Mulder. Did Reese Darby just leave? I forget what happens.
1: Yeah, he runs off and he's calling Mulder a monster. He's like, You're a monster! Oh yeah, that was adorable. Um <laughs> Yes, it was. Uh, <laughs> um
2: Scully can we just have Reese Darby and Mulder team up and then give Scully her own serious crime drama? Yep. And then have Reese Darby as le- the Lizard Man and Mulder as like a buddy cop team and Would... they do a comedy bit? I'd be into it. Like, so Scully is out of this kind of co- weird comedy world and she stays where she needs to be. I like it. Like, being a, a super awesome medical doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. a CSI type. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Um, okay. Scully is at the pound questioning Camille and there's a puppy oh we forgot Reese Darby had a puppy yeah he had He had a puppy he was real cute cause he said he understands humans purpose is not to hang out with other humans but to hang out with pets and I enjoyed that's that that's so accurate <laughs> yeah, very very accurate um, uh, Scully's on the phone with Mulder and she is playing with his puppy Reese Darby's old puppy and she's like oh it bit me and then it is revealed Forget William. Mm-hmm. Forget everything that happened. Seasons one through nine. She it real, she says, "Oh, I miss Quikwik," and so Scully had a dog. Scully had a dog. I guess. Well, fuck William, guys. Yeah, I want to know. William. I want to know about this dog. Give what me kind some
1: fucking montages about Quikwik.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. What kind of dog? What kind of dog do you think Scully had?
1: I. I feel like it's probably just like a random terrier, but I yeah. wish it was a corgi. A corgi?
2: I want, I want like a Turner and Hooch situation. Nice. I want a big sloppy wet dog. Love it. Daug. Daug. <laughs> Named Queequeg.
1: Isn't that Perfect. From,
2: isn't that from, what, we dick? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So. Call me Ishmael. Call me Scully. Um. Call me Scully. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Uh, So, it's a step list that she has had a dog, and now I want to know what kind of dog it was and when do we get to see those episodes, because I am very excited about that. Yeah. Forget it. I don't care about William anymore. I need to see Queequeg. Um, So, it turns out Camille is the serial killer. Mm -hmm. He's just a straight-out serial killer. Yeah. He just strangles them and eats the bodies. Yeah. eats them bods. This is...
1: eat them bods
2: this i'm turning
1: into you you
2: are i am a lizard person and you bit me so now i'm turning into allison
1: <laughs> um oh. yeah well scully like just takes him down in the yeah. time between calling Mulder and when Mulder gets there she's like hey i did that got I did him everything. already this so is a serial killer you're a real dummy great and she also takes the dog she steals the dog so now we're gonna have a dog in episodes if that dog does not continue on through this miniseries it's not going to i'm gonna be very upset yeah in terms of
2: linear progression i don't care as much that the episodes aren't self-referential but if that dog is not in the next episode i'm gonna be upset yeah i'm gonna be real upset do you think that i get the feeling that these episodes are not in the right order hmm I feel like A Founder's Mutation should have happened way later.
1: That makes sense. Yeah.
2: Well, let's keep our eye Uh, on that. I I think that, I don't know if they filmed it and they meant to be in a certain order, but maybe they switched around. Mm -hmm. And and maybe because it's so non-linear that they can do that. Yeah. I have a feeling that the, I mean, this episode is so out of the blue, but I feel like this episode should come before Founder's Mutation. Hmm. I don't know. And but that means that Scully didn't have a dog, so I don't know. It's an interesting theory. I don't know theory. what to think about
1: interesting theory the
2: dog situation.
1: So this episode was that's all it was. It just it existed. No, hold on. <laughs> you got it. My favorite part. <laughs> oh, your favorite, favorite part. part, right? So Mulder realizes that he was maybe the lizard man, Reese Darby was telling the truth. So he drives out into the forest uh, where Lee- Reese Darby is uh, undressing and yep. preparing to go for a ten thousand year nap. Yeah. He's adorable, and they shake hands,
2: and Mulder looks up, and it's no longer Reese the human; it's Reese the lizard uh, man. Or Ryan Beale the lizard. <laughs> Ryan Beale, the- and Ryan Beale leaps out into the forest and does a little leap, and it was so cute. It was adorable. It was really. I actually made you rewind and yeah. you watch it, and Mulder says. Oh, I want to believe. Yeah. And then there's the lizard person. And I know that the transfer, the fact that they went, okay, lizard one shot, or human one shot and lizard another, like, quite jarringly. But I think that is a kind of an old Oh, I liked that. I liked that. And that's for my, like, Ab, you know, instead of Mulder and Scully, we meet the, meet the were-monster. Ab and Castello meets the were-monster. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, so I want to believe he saw Reese Darby's junk and a lizard. And you know what? I gotta say...
1: Lizard person butt? little bit cuter. Than alien butt? Than alien butt. You know what? It's true. It is. It's It's a little leap. It was adorable. Okay. Um, Let's rate it. Let's rate it. Um, I rate on a spooky scale. Uh,
2: You know what? It was a little spooky. Yeah? The peephole thing.
1: Oh, God.
2: I didn't like that. It was a little uneasy. I'm going to give this a two out of five alien thumbs up just for that peephole stuff. And the the shots of the eyes through the animal's eyes... Yeah. Kind of creepy. Because that's, like, a worse fear of mine in hotel rooms of people, like...
0: Legit. Legit.
2: really gross. Okay. Uh, Okay, your rage
1: scale. I rate on a rage scale. Now,
2: I know... Okay, I, I do have to say, when we were watching this, you were pretty upset with some of the things. I was pretty upset. But I feel like
1: you've toned it down. I think so. Okay. I mean, it's hard on a rage scale, right? Because even though I enjoyed some parts and I thought it was funny... There are some parts that made me so angry. Can you do what was the highest highs and what was the lowest lows, and then we'll and then we'll average, average it out.
2: Okay. Uh, the highest high was probably the end, or the doctor, or the. Uh, I
1: would say the highest high for me was probably that scene where they're running around the marsh. Yeah? I, I like that a lot. I think it oh, had a oh, lot of nice subtleties. Yeah, okay, that was so that my... was the least amount of rage. Yeah, that was my least rage. And that was, like, a what? I'd give it, like, an eight. No, no, Volume, no, no. volume, volume. Oh, yeah, volume. a
2: two. Two, okay. And what was your... That was your low, like, yeah. how you were not ragey. You yeah. were pretty
1: happy. You were giggling. Uh, and then and the My, my rageiest was when they uh, sort of had that really transphobic exchange in the graveyard. And that would be a... Like ten, I was so yeah. angry. I just kept saying no, 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 stop, no. So
2: I don't know how to do math. What do you do? You add it together and divide by two. Yeah, right? yeah. So two, four, six, eight, ten. So it's a six for you. Okay, we'll pump it out to a seven.
1: We'll pump it out to a seven. Yeah, which is what I was gonna give it anyway. Oh, we'll see. Well, maybe a nine. We'll say seven.
2: Okay. Um, but I do feel like you've turned down a bit. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm, I'm making an effort. You're trying. I know. I know. And thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard when so many people like these episodes and then they listen to our show and they're like, "Well, these two, like, you guys
1: are assholes."
2: <laughs> but okay, honestly, I don't know. We 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 want a we want there's really good TV out there. Yeah. There's really good TV out there. And you and I watch and you you guys out there, like, "Fuck you guys. You watch these really amazing shows." And I know you love the X-Files, but you have to expect the best even from your show. Like, I mean, there's amazing like Orange is the New Black is just a show I, I mean, you had Breaking Bad, you have all these amazing shows that were really really good. Yeah. So we're expecting good TV. Right? Yeah. That's the best way to describe it. We are expecting... We're not being we're not being harsh on X-Files. No. We just are expecting good TV. We're
1: just harsh on TV in general. Yeah, we are. That's a good... We want quality writing. We want quality cinematography. We want great acting. And Alice and I have lives, so we can't
2: do podcasts of
1: every single show that's out no, there. No, that's hard. That would be hard. But
2: if if we were rating another show, we'd be as equally as tough on it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not we're not we don't we like the I like this episode I liked I thought it was goofy I would like if the X Files was like this hundred percent of the time minus the transphobic stuff yeah um I
1: liked the feel of the episode it was not the X Files no it wasn't the X Files we say it was I was like was supernatural. supernatural yeah um slash Scooby Doo
2: <laughs> yeah more Scooby Doo okay um we rated it so now it's time for personal X Files and I'm actually going to um bring it over we recorded a interview. With special effects artist uh, Makeup artist uh, Brad Proctor Uh, We interviewed him Not too long ago Mm -hmm. Uh, He worked on the original series Seasons 2 through 5 And he Because this episode Had a lot of Like a full body makeup um, Monster makeup And prosthetics And and prosthetics Yeah uh, So we decided that Brad would be a great guy To talk to For our personal X-Files So take it away Past Courtney And past Interview Go!
1: Come and tell us, dude, about the spooky thing that happened to you. Cause we'll never tell you that we don't believe you. Unless we get abducted, we will never leave you. We wanna hear about your personal X file.
2: Alison, do you want to start with your favorite question?
1: Yes, I do. I'm very excited that
2: you're here, first of all. Yeah,
1: thank you. Say, you. Thank you. We're so oh, glad you. that you came to hang out with us. <laughs> and um, we're excited to hear all that you have to say. Because no one wants to hang out with us. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, no one hangs out with me
0: either.
1: So oh, good. <laughs> we can make a club or something. <laughs> yeah. So I, I wanted to dive right in and just um, hit with the first question that came to mind, which is, what's your favorite episode to work on? What was your favorite project?
0: Um, I've got a couple of... Uh, of favorite episodes and I, uh, I I gotta say the host at first because that was my first episode that was actually my first professional makeup effects job as oh, wow and, and so it was very intimidating yeah um, it walked downstairs and some stuff had already been underway um, and, and seeing all these sculptures and things and um, and I was kind of like oh my god these people know what they're doing I'm gonna look like an idiot um, <laughs> that's not how it turned that's out so, yeah, thankfully yeah, yeah. but uh, um, I mean it's got it's got a lot of uh, sentimental uh value to me as as a result of that but also it was it was just kind of my my uh initiation into the industry um i also enjoyed um bad blood which is uh i think a season five episode Mm -hmm. i'm 100 sure um for a few different reasons mostly because of the blooper reel that i saw afterwards i made (laughs) some um some teeth for luke wilson and um uh, you haven't gotten to that episode yet. but No, it's that's a, okay. But it's we're a, excited it's now. It's a he said, she said kind of thing. And, and you, you guys won't see this stuff. And I think there's only like a tiny clip of it on YouTube somewhere. Yeah. <clears throat> I built these buck teeth for Luke Wilson. Um, kind of uh, the, the so called hillbilly type of teeth. Oh, yeah. And he couldn't talk in them very well. Um, <laughs> so I was trying to talk with an accent and it kind of sounded like this. And uh, they couldn't get through some of the shots uh I, all the bloopers are, are Duchovny and anderson cracking up and, <laughs> they got, you know, and um i mean obviously eventually they got those shots
2: and you're but like those are my teeth <laughs> I, I was i
0: was sitting there uh and during a rap party and they were playing this thing and um i was laughing but i was also getting slowly mortified oh. <laughs> <my> <laughs> <way>. um <clears throat> that's my contribution now we had a we had a massive crew yeah. On this show, so I mean, I can't remember every single episode. I just remember like after a while, it kind of blurred together. Everything, yeah. 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 We were working six or seven days a week sometimes. So, yeah.
2: Um, well, take us through. Take us through kind of your daily routine on set, either pre-shoot, during shoot, post shoot. Uh, what 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 was life like on set back then?
0: Well, the interesting thing about it was it wasn't really a routine. Uh, yeah. Because of the fact that we were pretty much the 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 people that made the effects uh through lindal makeup effects who, who that was the company at the time mm-hmm. um w- our our routine if you want to call it that would probably be uh to try and catch as much sleep as possible <laughs> um before we went to set because we probably worked till three in the morning the night before to make sure it was ready for set uh probably in about six in the morning with whatever these prosthetics were, or creatures, or sometimes it was just a body. If it was a body, it was great, because all we had to do is lay it down and go nap in the trailer. Or something. <laughs> um, that's not entirely true. We, thing, we know. Lots, there are of
2: lots of naps are involved. <laughs> uh,
0: sometimes. <laughs> but um, uh, you typically start early. Um, you get in there, and if you are gluing down prosthetics to somebody, um, usually it's two of us. Um, and that's been pretty much consistent throughout uh, my, my entire career. Uh, two people that hopefully work very, very well together because yeah. it becomes very automatic then. You know, you know any other person needs space to do their job. Mm-hmm. You come around, you hold glue for them. They're holding glue for you when you're gluing your side or whatever, <laughs> you know, and then you're painting around each other and stuff. The idea is basically to get the makeup, say it's a full face makeup or something, done in a very short period of time and still have a camera ready. Mm-hmm. Um, usually by, say you have two hours, by the hour and a half mark, that's when I start yelling at you to finish up. <laughs> Oh boy, <laughs> and uh, and so uh, quite often you end up going to set with it mostly done, and uh, and then while they're getting their lighting set up, you kind of do all the last you little peek bits and in, pieces, yeah. and try to try to see what you can get away with. Um, <laughs> there's all kinds of little tricks that you you learn in order to conserve the time. So mm-hmm. if they're starting wide, you do the broad strokes and you get all uh, the tight stuff done while they're screwing around. Ah. Oh, that <laughs> makes sense. That's, <a laughs> yeah, that's good, yeah. And uh, believe me, it can take another two hours before they're ready to roll too. So yeah. I'm oh yeah, of depending. course.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I worked on um, Dark Angel for, well, for the run of the show pretty much. Yeah. And um, when James Cameron came on at the very end of it, we had a bunch of makeups and it, it took five hours before we rolled a frame of film. <laughs> yeah, wow, so, and that's after three hours, four hours in makeup. Yeah, so we're pretty much done our day by the time they were ready to go. Oh god, uh, <laughs> that's that's normal though. I mean, that's the way it works. Yeah, know? yeah,
1: fair enough. So, um, I uh, one of the questions I wanted to ask you was because I work in um, animation, mm-hmm. uh, so we will spend maybe four to five hours arguing about the particular shade of a single rock <laughs> uh, and just render and re-render and re-render. But it's all digital. But I was wondering what kind of like hands-on problem solving did you guys have to do, like in the moment?
0: Um, if you're talking about the on-set stuff, because there's there's different facets of sol- oh. problem solving. Yeah. Here. Or um, well, let's we'll start in the lab because that's yeah. where when we're building stuff. The first problem-solving is to figure out how the heck to do it. <laughs> um, again, at this time, most of the most of the stuff we were doing was completely physical. We did have some digital stuff happening at that point, but it was pretty much in its infancy, you know, for TV in, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, figuring out how stuff was going to be done, whether or not there could be any digital help on it at all, and um, if uh, if it was even something that we could completely do, sometimes you'd have to cheat a little bit, <clears throat> excuse me, to, to make it work. So, Figure out the effect, number one. Number two, figure out how we're going to build the effect, okay? Because there's one thing about t- designing smoke mirrors. There's another thing about figuring out if the chemicals will actually do what you want them oh, to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then you have a testing phase. Keep in mind, we have, like, maybe a week and a half, two weeks to do everything, mm-hmm. usually, on these things. So that's why you had the long days. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Number three would be the build. If there's problem solving in there, it's usually because something that you thought was going to work isn't. Um, you gotta remember everything you bring to set is a prototype. Yeah. Um there, there's no usual testing, okay, that works now. Let's reproduce that and you know, smooth mm-hmm. it down, polish it and everything like that. Um, that usually doesn't happen. You usually get close to that with your prototype and off it goes. So making sure it doesn't break down or melt or light on fire yeah. or whatever, you know. You <laughs> <that, that, laughs> clear that stuff out of the way first, and then it's just making it look as good as you possibly can for the amount of time it's going to be on camera. Going to set, weird things can happen. You can find out that your actor all of a sudden doesn't like makeup as much as they thought they were when they were signing their contract. Oh, no. That that has happened. Uh, That's happened where all of a sudden they get very claustrophobic claustrophobic about stuff. Um, Oh, wow. um, Usually find that out in the life-casting stage. Yeah. We're doing a prosthetic. (laughs) We're doing a life-cast. If they're freaking out, we know we might have some problems down the road. (laughs) Luckily, that normally doesn't happen. Most people get through it just fine. Oh, wow. Um, We're pretty good typically... Uh, I mean, most of these people are still in the business now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We were pretty good at, at talking people down when you start to see them twitching and stuff like that, you know, okay. <laughs>
2: you're an armchair psychologist as well. As you, like, gotta yeah. be, you gotta be. And, <laughs> yeah. and, you,
0: and you have to realize that some of these people have never been through prosthetics before. Yeah. So Ooh, you yeah. gotta kind of be sympathetic. If you're putting, you know, um, if you're basically gluing a, a sofa to someone's face, you gotta realize, okay, they can't see, they can't breathe properly, they yeah. might not be able to talk well, and they're used to doing all those things so you gotta kind of ease them through it that's fair keep, <laughs> yeah keep shining up the ego a little bit oh no you look great you look really disgusting <laughs> yeah. um, and you know it's 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 all true uh wink wink nudge nudge yeah yeah but um that usually helped a
2: lot yeah yeah you know. that's right um now you brought a really cool photo album and we were looking through um and you mentioned that sometimes Things that you worked on never made it to the set. It
0: it does happen. Yeah.
2: In the is there uh, any uh, effects, makeup, um, props that you built that in an X Files episode you spent a lot of time and the you know the producers or directors wanted this and then it showed up to the set. And it never was used. You know, for X Files, it wasn't
0: too bad. Oh, uh, that's good. They they were pretty good about showing everything. We had a couple of things with um, Chris Carter's follow up there, The Millennium. Yeah. That that didn't uh, didn't end up staying in. Yeah. And, um, there was there was a fake head that I built, um, that was all mechanized, so that um, it was supposed to um, supposed to look like he was being hit by a massive G force, so his face was all stretching <laughs> and stuff like that. Oh my gosh! And then we had another head that uh, air cannons would blow open. It was for this shotgun blasting. So the head was all rigged with cables and stuff, and um, they saw it in video tests, and they liked it. And then we brought it to set. They didn't get to shoot it, but they saw it in action because we demoed it for them, and they liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, it went back to the shop. We didn't hear anything for you know half a week or so, and then it was time to go back with it again because they were going to finally get to it this time. <laughs> and um, it, that's that happens sometimes. Yeah. You know, I was I was fine with that. But um, they saw it again. They liked it. They. Shot it, and they liked it, and then there was a producer that was wandering around. And, and all I heard as we were walking by I, said, "I thought it was supposed to do," and I was like, "Uh oh." <laughs> <laughs> so I get back, That's the, the problem. <laughs> get back to the shop, and uh, this is going someplace, by the way. Sorry. Yeah, no, um, go ahead. I get back to the shop, and and, and Toby's asked me, did, "Did they give any indication that they didn't like what they saw?" So as it turns out they they liked what they saw; they just needed more of it. Okay. So here I am now at like eleven thirty at night, tearing this head apart. Oh. Um, putting putting mechanisms in it to pull the, the face back even further. Again, this is silicone. We didn't really know what we were doing with silicone a lot at that point. So yeah. um, we didn't know about plasticizers and stuff like that yeah. that could actually make it so you could do the kind of stuff we wanted to do with it. Um, got it working, though, and got it to set, and we had another day of shooting it, and, like, the whole face was just pulling back three times as far as it was going to, or that it would the last time. Yeah. And there's not a frame of that, or the head that blows apart. <laughs> actually, I should I should rephrase that. I think there is one frame oh, of, of, oh, the, of wow, the head that blows you. apart. Oh, <laughs> that's good. Uh, so that's 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 two heads that uh, that we worked on and sweated over and actually reshot and uh, mm-hmm. and that's that's one example. And yeah. you know, it's disheartening when it happens, but it's 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 the business. You know? yeah, yeah. yeah, totally. So um, we build them for the sake of. Building them and getting the paychecks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: whatever you want. Yeah, <laughs>
0: totally. But I mean, if we can pull something cool out and it's something that ends up, you know, making an audience remember it, that's that's the real payoff in the end. Of it. I mean, some of this stuff um, is is now like history to the to the to the big fans. Of yeah. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, some of the creatures that have gone through there.
2: Yeah. yeah. Is there is there any um, X Files well monsters? Uh, we'll talk about the hosts later. Okay. Um, but beyond that, is there any X Files monsters that this was kind of a big first that you had worked on. Any, you, you know, in terms of materials or product that oh, kind of stood out for you? That that's y- just the thing. I think yeah. everything was a
0: first on this for, yeah, it, for everybody. Really? I mean, aside that's from well, aside from some prosthetics and stuff like this that we could use you over do, and yeah. over again. You know, I mean, um, y- you have a stockpile of certain prosthetics that aren't custom, and then you've got other ones where you have to actually have the people come in and, and do mm-hmm. life casts of them. And have um, I don't think there's any individual thing that stands out. I mean, we did mm-hmm. a lot of creatures, a lot of bodies. And, um, and, uh, yeah, I mentioned, uh, the, the fluke man from the yeah, host. Yeah, yeah. And that's definitely, that was a big one. But, um, throughout the time, there have been other bodies that we did. We did, um, we did these bark creatures that, uh... Yeah, you
2: are telling us about that. Yeah, you don't,
0: you, you don't see much of them in the episode. I think there's a lot mm-hmm. of digital work actually done on them, too, to kind of do a predator camouflage kind yeah. of effect to them. But, uh... We worked our butts off on that while we were moving shop. and um, <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, we got left behind, basically, as myself and another guy in the end, uh, Jeff Redknapp, mm-hmm. um, who were um, finishing off these things, running the foam in them and that. And uh, meanwhile, the shop we were in is slowly vanishing because it's going over to this other oh, place. Geez. Oh, no. So um, that one uh, certainly stands up because I think it was one of the first body suits that I worked on. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, uh, like, aside from the Fluke Man one, I think it's probably one of the first foam body suits that I had. Uh, definitely had a lot. And,
2: and even then, we you, you get there was a special effects on top of that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And we had a question too about special effects um, uh, in terms of computer generation. Mm. Um, I, I mean, in the new revival, the first kind of ep- the episode that you see, it's it's lo- it's all computer generated now. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot. Of, I mean, even for a season, there's mm. some computer generated. Um. What do you think about, about kind of that transfer? Do you see that transfer or...? Well,
0: um, there is definitely a lot more of the work that's um, gone into the digital side of things, but one of yeah. the things that's happening now, and uh, the shop that I'm actually in now, Master's Effects, is one of the ones that's embracing this very closely, is actually mixing the two technologies together oh. so that they complement one another. Um, <clears throat> we just finished off, uh, a program called Falling Skies a little while back. Oh, yeah, okay. And we had a couple of characters. They're an alien species called Volm, and, uh, one of the main ones is called Cochise. And these characters are full-on prosthetic makeups. Hmm. Um, he's actually looking through these tiny little slits near his eyes, but not his eyes themselves that you see because they're giant resin eyes. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, that prosthetic was there, and Doug Jones was acting in it. Um, we had another character, um, as well, um. That was very similar to that, and um, we enhanced the prosthetic with computer work. So okay. we would uh, we did this all in house too. We have uh, we have a computer like a Visifex Effects lab upstairs as well. So we would rotoscope everything. We would track oh, the, cool. the the faces afterwards yeah. and put mm-hmm. those into 3D space, and then send it to Los Angeles to our right. other shop, and they would do all the manipulation and all the, all the warping. So now our um, prosthetic character, instead of having an animatronic inside of it. Has digital oh. eye blinks and oh, okay. the eyes move around, and there's weird breathing things, and he can tweak his facial expressions too. That's that's, well, that's great. Really Working cool. in tandem,
2: that's, <laughs> yeah. That's I like to hear that. I like. To hear we,
0: that. we did a lot of that um, on Falling Skies. We did a lot of that on Fringe, mm-hmm. um, and that is probably, I think, where I'm seeing um, effects going now. Um, yeah. Because yeah. it's it really does make things easier for for everyone. Um, yeah. And it complements one another. Like, it oh, sure does. The um, the problems that we would have with makeup effects, oh, why is his head so big? Because we had to put all these motors in there. And yeah. With Effects. well, why doesn't it look like it's there? Well, because it's not. Well, now we can do that. You know, We can actually have a prosthetic character, but Visifex comes in and takes away that need for a gigantic yeah. head to fit all the animatronics in.
2: And on the other side, seeing, um, I don't know if you've watched the, f- the first episode of The Revival yes, yet, I The seeing <clears throat> the alien, the computer-generated alien, was very jarring for a lot of people. Mm. It didn't seem, I mean, because it's TV computer generation, it doesn't seem as realistic as, and I said in our podcast, it would have just been better if you would have had a body, a, a real, you know, made FX body, and you covered it. That would have been less jarring, almost.
0: So Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I yeah. think... See, the thing is, with the vis-effects departments, they go through the t- same time constraints that we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and absolutely. It takes a long time um, to massage anything that is synthetic into a real environment. Um, yeah. That even falls into the makeup effects category. I mean, if you're making a fake head that has to look like the actor, it does take time to make it look like that. Yeah, actor. yeah. And you'd be amazed at small things that you can miss that can ruin it. Um, you, you do the eyes slightly differently. Just yeah. Even if they're close, if they're not quite there, People will be pointing at it, going, "Oh, well, that's crappy." You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone becomes a critic. Then, yeah, that? absolutely. <laughs> it's like, one pupil is slightly yeah. too. <laughs> this is
1: shit. But it, it, that's
0: that's all it takes. It's something yeah. little really like that. And the same with with Viz Effects. So, if you're under these time constraints where you don't have the time to do it right, it's gonna it's gonna stand out. And that's yeah. probably yeah. what happened there. Mm. Um, I mean, nowadays, um, the the crews that are doing these things, it's no longer a matter of being experimental. These are these are. Um, uh, what would I call it, There are disciplines that, yeah, that people now know,
2: follow. There's a formula now. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, if it's not working, there's a reason for that, mm-hmm. and that's usually time and money.
2: Mm-hmm. Fair, enough, fair um, enough, Do you want uh, what's, to, what's your next question, Allison?
1: Do you want to ask the last one we were talking about? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. <coughs> um, I, my last question is just when you were working on the X-Files, did you have any indication about the sort of cultural icon it would become?
0: Not when I I first started, no. I didn't even watch the X-Files whenever it first came on TV. I had no idea it was even shot in Vancouver. No one did. (laughs) (laughs) uh, You know, if I had looked at it and and if I knew what Vancouver looked like at the time, oh, it's always raining. It must be shot in Vancouver. um, Absolutely. Believe me, when you're on set, you realize how often it rains. (laughs) Um, During the night. Anyway, that's another thing. But... um, but, yeah, I didn't even watch it. So when I came out and started working, I was like, oh, good, I'm working on a show. And that's about as far as it yeah, went. Yeah. I, I broke into the industry, great. And now I just want to stay in it. Um, <laughs> that's where my focus was. And then kind of as we went along, it's like, um, this is something, uh, isn't it? I, and I'm hearing a lot more about it these days. And You know, by second season, it's, yeah. it's starting to take off. It's like... Okay, well now I'm a little nervous.
2: Uh, <laughs> so you you stopped fifth season, correct?
0: Yeah, pretty much towards the end. Of it.
2: And where and where was kind of the phenomenon around then?
0: At that point, I was probably too exhausted to tell. Yeah,
1: uh, <laughs> fair enough. So,
0: <laughs> I think I think it was still going pretty strong yeah, at
1: that point. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I, I, I think it started to fall off about the time that the show went to LA. Yeah. Um, and and by season nine, I think that kind of was it nine. Yeah, yeah nice, nice, and, nice and, yeah. and then that was um, that was pretty much where I think it had come to the point where it's like, yeah, we should probably stop now. Yeah, well now we're
2: coming back.
0: Exactly, and, yeah. and, and, and honestly, you know, uh, it, it may not have been the strongest episode, but it was pretty good. I was pretty happy with it overall. Yeah. I mean, um, it, it really does just kind of feel like we're back in it again. Yeah, yeah. definitely,
2: yeah, the vibe sure. is back. The, it, yeah, it's get, its almost like we're getting used to it. Uh <laughs> we're getting I mean we came from the first season mm-hmm. uh to, to this. So it's quite the bridge, but yeah. Uh
0: you know with that's a bit of a jump you're, you're oh, jumping yeah. a few years we so. are jumping a <laughs> lot of stuff stuff weird. has happened in between
2: <laughs> we don't we don't care to know so <laughs> we'll find out after yeah we fact. will okay. we'll find out later
0: I do know that you're coming up to a couple episodes you might not want to say be eating pasta or something like that oh or, we've heard yeah you know? <laughs> we've
1: heard
2: yeah episodes so sorry, this. But this is gonna be on episode three um Wear monster which has a lot of makeup in it Mm -hmm. and i know episode two is a little bloody fest which is which is wonderful um (laughs) but yeah we're excited for what comes up next i guess yeah uh so thank you thank you for joining us and i hope you enjoy the revival and and Thank you for showing us all the pictures. <laughs> no yes, problem. those are really cool. Um, those are going to go up on our Facebook page and Tumblr and Twitter and I don't know, whatever we feel like, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you, Brad, for coming over. Wow, that was a good interview, right, Allison? We're super good at that. Yay. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Brad. We're actually going to be bringing Brad back for when we do episode or season two is uh, The Host. The Host, yeah. And that was the first um, that he worked on. That was the first makeup he worked on on the X-Files. So we're gonna bring Brad back uh, for The Host. But now it's time for Predictions. Woo! Allison version.
1: Yay! Yay! Here's okay. that all new theme song! <laughs> Anything could happen based on a name. Anything can happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me. Allison. What's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety.
2: Um. Okay, Allison. I don't know how to work your computer, so don't... It's right there. but It can't move it up. Well, oh, you don't, don't look. Want... Don't look. Okay, it's moving up. Okay, good. No, it's happening. Your Apple computer makes me mad. <laughs> Okay, Allison. Mm-hmm. Revival, season ten, episode. What episode? Four. Is it? Episode four. Home again. Jesus.
1: Home again. Home again. Yep. Et phone home again. Yes, that's it. Tarmigan. You got it. Let's go to Rome again. No. <laughs> I've never been to Rome. Well, okay, maybe we should go one day. Ooh um okay that doesn't solve this no problem no, no this is a whole doing. other sitch okay here's what i think about home again i think it's gonna have some kind of standalone bs plot line <laughs> you're right with, i don't even know with a b story of um some sort of reference to when mulder and skelly used to live together which i'm sure they did at some point between seasons nine and ten Okay. I think there's a B story about them cohabitating in the house they used to live in. And I think it's set to Old Apartment by the Bare Naked Ladies.
2: Welcome to the, the Old apartment. apartment. This is where we used
1: to live. This I, is where we used to live. I am a little bit more down with this episode now. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think Bare Naked Ladies BNL is playing in the background as they look through this old house not, that they both used to live in. Not Adele. Hello, it's
2: me. I was wondering if, if, after all these years, you'd like, like to speak, speak.
1: to me? To meet? I don't know. To go over <laughs> everything. everything.
2: So what you're saying is, next episode we're just gonna sing the entire time? Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, going yeah, 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 musical yeah. episode. What? But what? Okay, that's the B plot. But what's the A plot? Um, you
1: gotta give me a little of that. Okay, A plot. Someone has been killed. <laughs> go on <laughs> <laughs> and it's a whodunit it's a classic whodunit so like they're in an area and there's many
2: suspects yeah are but where does the supernatural come in
1: well it's, it's like a weird type of death okay give me a
2: do it come on oh, god damn it come on okay
1: someone has been killed from the inside out are you saying they were killed from the inside? Yeah. Okay, I like it. I like it. But like, like, it. like not like a natural death, but like in an unnatural okay. way. Okay, and then it's um, a whodunit. It's a whodunit about who killed this person from the who, inside out. Who what killed this person? And also, can we go home again? Hello, it's, it's me. me. I know that I'm supposed to heal ya, but so. I ain't done
2: much in the old apartment (laughs) this is okay so i like it good job thank you so get ready for episode four the musical episode of the double x files i don't know maybe
1: let's always sing we're really good at it
2: (laughs) i'm sure everyone appreciates that okay well um until next time guys remember the The truth truth is out there.